When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Turn of Foot with Nick Foot and Hugh Fitzpatrick. Of course, today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. Call the gambling hotline one 858 It is a terrific opener, Nick Foot. Hello to you. Hello, Gareth. We've had that stinger for a month, Have mate, we? and you've been here every time. No, I was but only stirring just I to love, pump you up. <laughs> I love how tuned into the show you are, mate. No, I was just trying to see if you... Um, we're paying attention on this Wednesday morning. Um, hello to you, Huey Fitzpatrick. Boys, how are we? Good, thank you. Mail is that you're at a popular Melbourne racing pub last night and we're running amok. Mm, the Emerald Hotel. Yeah. None you know better. that you're, you're on radio now and you've got a bit of a profile that you really got to respect yourself and the company when you're out in the public public arena. There's a real contrast rolling in this morning because you've obviously got Huey who's been out partying and yep. Gareth Hall has rolled in with an avocado spinach Greek yogurt. What else have we got in that smoothie um, going on there, G-Man? Well, so my mother-in-law, um, Vicky, she was the one that put me onto this. So an avocado, um, spinach, mango, the frozen mangoes, banana. We've got a bit of protein powder and um, coconut water <laughs> and plus ha- a bit of Greek yogurt. And how's it made you feel? No, what happened today is that I had to take some medication. I want to do some, like, um, what do you call it? Fasting? Fasting. So um, my plan was to stop eating at seven o'clock and then eat again at eight o'clock, but I have to take some medication and, um, the medication needs a little bit of food. So I just have to, um, go to dinner early. I think. I, I don't know what your normal diet looks like when you're looking at an hour fast. Did you say seven to eight? Is that your fasting time? Seven at no, night. no, seven at <laughs> night. All right. Gotcha. Anyway, enough about me. Oh now, boy. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Hey, Nicholas Foot. they tell me you went on a umpire's camp there on the weekend with the AFL because you're a contracted AFL umpire. Um, they tell me it was a really good bonding session for you umpires because you need to bond really so you can make sure that you're in tune when you're umpiring. I love your they and your 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 contacts there. But yeah, yes. we had our camp. We, we headed to Coffs Harbour. For, Razor rang me. Ah, that's your source. Yeah. Yes, uh, a no, SEN family. Yeah. Uh, we went to, yeah, Coffs Harbour for four days and... Yeah, like like any other team, it's important. You know, we're a, we're a team in our, of our own out there every weekend, so it's important that we're across everything. And we got ten new guys on the list this year as well, considering we're going to four umpires. So it was good okay. to get to know that's a you know over a third of our list that's new. So it's really important to connect and, and get to know everyone. So what do umpires do on a camp? Um, there's the physical component, yep. um, some culture stuff, obviously. Um, you know, some coaching and some rule stuff as well. Not too dissimilar, I, I would think, to the structure of a footy camp. Any games? No games. Okay. Of what? What do you mean? Like um, intra-clubs. Like, no, not intra not, not football. Not football games, but like, did you play like um, cricket or golf? Oh, we, or yeah. We, we had little competitions amongst each other. We did. We had a couple of rounds of golf. We played at Bonville up there, the Augusta of Australia, which wasn't uh, overly kind to my slice, but we did like a big uh, sort of okay. adventure race throughout the Saturday. There you go. Team building sort of stuff. It was uh, it was very enjoyable few few days away and... Um, there's no tide like camp tide. I've slept the house down the last two nights, Joe, man. Well, it's a busy show, um, but it's good to see you looking nice and bright anyway on this Wednesday morning. Um, <laughs> it's a colour. busy show because what caught your eye 
Um, it's an interesting, Huey, what caught your eye this morning. Now, Footy, you've got you, – you want to – dive into leadership if you had to pick a leadership group amongst the jockey ranks a little later on. Yeah, I do. Something sort of come across the the Twitter, the Twitter sphere, John O'Neill's comments and Damian oh, okay. Lane sort of diving in and yep. in response. And I think we can unpack that a little bit, Gareth. It's a good topic of conversation. I'm looking forward to that. But before that, we're heading to London now. Um, Huey, you and I recorded this interview with our great mate, um, Patrick Garshagan, who's working for the World Racing Social Media Organisation. And they headed off to Kenya over the weekend. And some of his social media stuff was elite. I think he traveled with Francesca Kamani. Um, and we caught up with him. I think it was, it was last night. It was last night. But he was just arriving back to London. Correct. He just got back Kenya. from Kenya. So yep. Paddy works for World Horse Racing. Yeah. He had a little trip down to Kenya for the, was it the Kenyan Guineas? I think it was the Derby. We were about to find out, find out any, anyway. So let's um, play this interview that we recorded last night with Patrick Garshagan, a former SE and track employee, now with uh, World Racing, and um, he's doing a stellar job. Here's Patrick. Good morning to you, Patrick. Thanks for joining us live from London. Um, not live from London. Of course, this re- this is recorded late last night, but um, thanks for joining us here on Turn of Foot on Giddy Up. I think you, this is your debut on Giddy Up. This must be um, the biggest moment in your career. <laughs> jumbo, jumbo, <laughs> boys. Uh, that's me. I uh, picked up a bit of Swahili uh, from my five days there in Kenya. It is my debut. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see if I have a little bit of a sparkle or not. But uh, no, I have just walked in the door um, back to London after five, probably of one of well, five of the best days of my life, I reckon, over there in Kenya. So an incredible place to see some racing and, and lap up a bit of the culture there. It was, it was purely amazing. Well, you definitely caught my eye this weekend. You do most of the time, to be honest, Patrick, but that content was elite that you produced. I've been watching racing content for quite some time, but I'd never laughed or been inspired as much as your content regarding the the people of Kenya and their love for racing and sitting in their little tab watching Sky Racing and Mount Barker. Um, that just put a massive smile on my face. So um, I never knew, to tell you the truth, I never knew that they enjoyed a punt in Kenya. Explain your journey there and why you went there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first things first, when I did walk into the Ngong race course, <laughs> um, which is the only race course in Kenya now, and it's actually the only race course in East Africa, but I'll get to that in a little bit of the history in a second. But I walked in there, and everyone was sort of getting, you know, the vibe was filling up for, for the Kenya guineas. And I've looked to my right, and as you saw in that video, fair dinkum, there was about 20 blokes there. The, 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 the sort of early bird gets the worm sort of job. They were the first on the track, and there they were having a punt at Mount Barker. <laughs> I, I could not believe my eyes. I went back inside. I came back out, and then they were having a go at the Grafton Greyhound. <laughs> um, and, 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 and it just continued, and I went, Wow, you can you can take the boy out of Australia, but you can't <laughs> take the uh, the Australia out of the boy, can you? It was it, it was amazing, and and oh look, I hope they were finding a few winners, but um, I've never quite seen anything like that. But did, did you get involved? Who, uh, I didn't. I did have a few uh, flutters here and there. They, the, the local currency is the shilling, um, and the colloquial term for it is having a few bob. They call it bob, as uh, Scoob liked to say back in the day. But have a few bob on this, have a few bob on that. Um, oh, I had a few swing and a misses, as, as per tradition, um, when I get uh, behind the wheel having a punt. But back to the history of Kenyan racing. It's actually been going for well over 100 years. Um, 
And to be honest, it, it's based very much on the English model. They have the Kenya Guineas, they have the Oaks, they have the 2000 Guineas, they have the um, St. Ledger, they have all these races. And the track in Gong Rascals is actually based on Ascot in the UK. So it's got a very similar undulating straight. It's only got a 12 furlong straight. Ascot has a mile straight, but then it's basically modelled the whole way around. It's got its own version of Swinley Bottom. It's called Cemetery Bend around the back there where they sort of lose sight of them. Um, and then they whip into the straight and um, it's on for young and old. But the, the, the history there is rich. There's, there's been plenty of racing, but it's just in this weird stage at the moment where I don't want to call it a decline, but it's sort of just taken a bit of a hit and a few of the racetracks over the time have gone and now they're just left with this one track being in Gong. Um, but look, the passion and the vibe, and they had their biggest crowd in years there uh, on Sunday at the Kenya Guineas. Um, and look, I'm very, very confident that um, Kenyan racing can, can bounce back and become a, a force in East Africa again. We're just looking at your Twitter now. You're sort of running down towards getting amongst the crowds to go there. Is that, is that, con- <laughs> is that content, is it, for your new job? Uh, con- uh, I was a bit of the content king there, mate, to be honest. I was, <laughs> just, I was, was walking along and then the caller um, by the name of Tom Fraser, he was one of the guys who sort of got us out there. I'll fill you in on why we were there in a second, but... I was sort of walking along with one of those GoPro 360 cameras, which sort of captures it all. And then Tom on the call in from the callers box says, "Everyone, get up and about for Paddy. He's going to run down the straight." Um, and lo and behold, I did. And look, a few uh, local Nairobians uh, certainly uh, like what they saw there as I ran right past them. And uh, <laughs> right? everyone was getting around. Me. <laughs> you look like you were carrying the Olympic flame. <laughs> Um, <laughs> salmon, his salmon shirt. Yeah, you were like your Olympic champion. Like a, oh, um, looking good, though, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. One, of the, one of the all-time greats of world athletes, um, athletics, and um, they've just loved, loved every minute of you, the, the people there on that racetrack in Kenya. So, so Patrick, why were you there? Um, what was the Sorry. reason you headed out there, and um, how did you get the invite? Well, uh, it was a bit of a fight to the death at my company, World Horse Racing, as to who got a seat on the plane. And I, I made sure I you know, pushed my weight around to, to get that spot. But um, there's a lady called Venetia Phillips who works for a, a company called Sirai um, and Sirai House uh, and Sirai Stud. Um, and they reached out to Francesca Kamani and they said, Francesca, would love to do um, this piece on Kenyan racing. We, we really want to try and energise it and um, revitalise it to the global audience. What do you say about you coming over? And she said, absolutely. Let me just ask the pals at uh, World Horse Racing, which is where I'm at now. And lo and behold, there we were. We all jumped on the plane together. Um, Francesca got to uh, be at the pointy end while we sat at the back. Um, but that's fine. And um, <laughs> then we got there and we had, the, we had, as I said off the top, five of the best days uh, I reckon I've ever had. So Francesca requested you, Patrick, from World Horse Racing. Is that right? Is that what you're trying to tell us, the SEN track family? Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, nice. Absolutely. Yeah. She, she's a bit of an avid SEN track listener, mate, and she said, I'm only going if um, yeah. that guy I used to steer the punters club can uh, can be on the plane. Now, Patrick, <laughs> what about who's the James McDonald of Kenya? Well, there's a fella called uh, Henry Muha, uh, <laughs> Muya, sorry, who came second in the Guineas. Yeah. Um, and he's the son of a local trainer called Joseph Muha. Now, Joseph did set trains his horses in the – um, in one of the national parks out there in Lake Nakuru. So he's got this 1,800-metre sand galloping track, which is next to a national park. You've got zebras and warthogs and lions and rhinoceros and all sorts of these African animals just literally right next to them as they're galloping. It's incredible. But the absolute James McDonald uh, of 
the circuit over there at the moment is a lady by the name of Leslie Serkham. Um, she has won all and sundry over there in Kenya. She won the big race on Sunday, the Kenya Guineas, on a horse called St. Moritz, um, which is the uh, the Kenyan flight line at the moment, seven from seven. Everything it goes to, it just absolutely wipes the floor. Um, so they're, they're aiming for the, the derby in a, in a few months' time, which is a mile up to 2,400 metres. But look, on class alone, St. Moritz is a pretty handy operator. But to answer your question, um, Leslie Serkham, I think she's won Kenyan Jockey of the Year maybe 20 times or something like that. So she's got, a, we'll have to get she's got the boys by the scrap of the neck. Yep, she's a legend. <laughs> and what about the prize money and how good are those horses? So would they win a maiden here or a benchmark 58? Now, this is where I don't think they would, Gareth. <laughs> look, they're, they're trying hard, these horses. And look, when I went out there, I thought, look, these horses are going to be ugly-looking runts of a thing. Yeah. But they were all happy. They all looked good. They all fit. They all presented at the races in, in, in style. Um, so that was definitely there. Are they the fastest that animals are? On turf, I don't think so. I'd love to see the uh, the run home speeds of some of these horses. Um, a few of them, I reckon, Huey and I may be able to uh, run quicker then um, that were sort of just flapping out the back. But look, I, I don't know. Um, let's talk about this horse, St. Moritz. How, how would it go in Australia? I definitely reckon he'd be able to um, well and surely break his maiden over here and, and maybe win okay. um, something at benchmark level. But Would it challenge well, pig, and, import- pig and Mud at Geelong, Paddy? Oh, that, now, now <laughs> would, this, it, this, would it beat this, Pig and Mud? That's the big question. No, who's Pig and no, Mud? Wouldn't it wouldn't have beat Pig and Mud that day, mate. One of Paddy's old horses okay. for the Freeman. I don't think Winks Wink, Wink would have beat Pig and Mud that day, mate. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, but look, if Pig and Mud went over to Kenya, oh, look, I don't even think he could have won there, mate. He, he went really, really bad. So... Um, no, to answer your question, I reckon the good ones over there could probably win benchmark races here. So yep. um, that's what I'm going to say. But look, you're not going there to, to witness world-class horses. You're going there for the fun. And I think they had about 1,500 people there, which is the biggest crowd they've had in five years at um, in Gong Race Course. So the, the atmosphere, they had music pumping and all the boys over there, as you saw, were having a punt. And it was um, it was sensational. So... For someone like me, I, I, I absolutely had no idea that there was racing in Kenya. Um, and then to go and witness it firsthand, um, it was, some, as I said, something I'm so glad I did. And um, it was amazing to see what the sport of racing and, and what this sport can do to um, to people. It was it was truly pretty pretty amazing. Now, the text line's blown up here, Paddy. The SCN Track family do miss you. Now, Gareth's been here for, geez, how long now, Gareth? Hey, you, stop! You're making, no, go things, on. you're making things up now because we said this was recorded, and I don't think anyone knows. We're yes, up. It, they, they know we're up. Oh, they, they know, know we're up. Now, Gareth just wants has he sort of hasn't cracked in with tags yet. You got any advice for him just before <laughs> we go? He just wants some. He's fall, fallen in love with everyone here, just not tags. Hasn't quite warmed to Gareth yet. You got any advice for him? Has tags still got a job there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, advice for tags. Oh, we give him a wide berth um, from the get go. Um, has he invited you to a dinner at Agapi yet? Gary? No, not yet. No, I haven't got that um, privilege just yet. Oh, I did go to Toku. Is it Toku? Not um, Nobu with him, I should say. No, oh, um, oh, he's upgrade. And he would every um, second word was the F word, but we had fun. And he actually paid because <laughs> he won some money in the casino that day. <laughs> That's very benevolent from Tag. Yeah. He's never dipped his hand into the pocket when it's me. So maybe, oh, mate, mate you're, you sound like you're a couple of strides ahead of me when it comes to. <laughs> to tag and Patrick next
time you come on this show, use words that we can understand. Benevolent <laughs> hasn't really made our vocabulary just yet. But, but um, that, was, that was one of Tag's biggest words. Oh, was it really? I it in there. It was a nice little tip of the hat to the, to the small man. Oh, yeah. But is he going all right? How, how is he going? I haven't. I get the odd message from him, you know, at 4 a.m. Australian time, and I've started to think what he's actually doing. But yeah. um, how is he going? Well, he's flying. I think he's a TikTok sensation. Um, he's tipping winners. He yeah. only tipped the card there at Coffs Harbour. So I think he's yeah. he's 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 got a massive heart. I think he's he's got a lot of love to give, but he's just like he wants to give it, but he doesn't want to hurt like who who everyone thinks he is. So um, he's getting there, but um, no, yeah. he's the captain of this ship on SEN, and um, he welcomes everybody into the team um, <laughs> like their family. So um, no, he does he does miss you, Patrick. And I tell you what, you've inspired me. I want to get to Kenya. We might have to take our, our little mate tags. Um, to Kenya. It would be awesome. Yep. SEN track Kenya. Imagine yep. that. Backing Go winners. Because I'll tell you what, the appetites of punts definitely there. That's, yes. that's rest assured. Back, we should do a live SEN track there. Um, and backing winners with the locals at Mount Barker and the Grafton Dogs on a Sunday afternoon. We get Mitch Abaya to tip us some winners there at sale. Um, yeah, cool. yeah, I couldn't have. Dre- one- I, yeah, I can't dream of a better day. There was one point where I was looked up at the screen and it was the good old faithful, sky red, yeah. and there it was. And even, you might have seen, I tweeted you guys, there was the SEN track branding yes. um, next to the boxes there, and I went, wow. We're taking oh, over I'm the world. It's, it's green I'm these days. At all. What do they think about um, Sky One going to green? I oh, See, I didn't know that. What's happened there? No, they I, just... I obviously don't have Sky in, in the UK, so what's happened? No, they turned to green, so I don't know why. Oh, I think I do know why, right? because it suits the tab, and obviously tab yeah, and Sky, yeah. so that makes sense. You yeah. would have thought they might have done it a few years back, but um, you learn something every day. And Patrick, you're doing great things mm. because um, your organisation work for... What's the... It's World Racing, isn't it? World That's Horse Racing. World yeah, Horse Racing. World Horse Racing yep. is the name of the company, so we travel around the world and celebrate these um, the big carnivals, but we're just trying to dip our toe into some of these more unique uh, evergreen things now. So think, uh, next on the list, I'm really trying to get to uh, Mauritius. That's the okay. next one I really want to get to. So I've heard some stories. I've heard some stories about Mauritius. Um, Have you? Well. Yes. But I, and, and it would be fascinating to go there, but World Horse Racing do a wonderful job because they get to those places like Kenya and they just show mm. what this great game is all about that, um, it's enjoyed all over the world where you probably didn't expect it to. So, um, Patrick, sensational stuff. You can follow. How do you follow Patrick on, on social Patrick media? Garcia, I'm going to plug. We don't need to give his personal account a plug. We give World Horse Racing <laughs> yeah, a plug. No, we I don't need Patty's personal at, account. At PC Garshagan, mate. I've made the Instagram public now. So, you know, go for Well, don't forget, don't forget us back here in this country, mate. Um, thanks for joining us on Giddy Up. You are our world racing correspondent from now on. So um, we'll send the contract in the mail. It will be a free dinner when you come back shouted by tags. Um, um, keep up the good work, mate. And thanks for joining us here on Giddy Up on this Wednesday on Turn of Foot. Uh, thank you, boys. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. And handshake, a virtual handshake over here for that role as uh, worldwide correspondent. All Looking right, forward to it. Uh, Patrick uh, Shagan there from World Halls Racing. He's done a wonderful job um, that? since he's been in London working for that organisation. We miss him here on SEN, but um, we'll have to get to Kenya footy. Hey, that was brilliant. Yeah. Some of the uh, Twitter clips of the uh, him panning there and you've got all, all of the Kenyans there yeah. in Nairobi punting at Mount Barker. That's what we love nah, to see. Love it. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with plenty more here on Turner Foot. This is Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning.
week is Jai McNeil's ride on a horse called Berry Bubbly in uh, in race three yes. at Mooney Valley on Saturday. I didn't see it. What do you do? Well, what you need to do, everybody, is go just have a couple of Panadol before you watch it, Auxie, because you'll get bad? an immediate migraine. Right. Yeah, it yeah. should have won by a furlong. Drew a tough gate, needed a bit of luck, went up the fence, went to the outside, just sat all the way. So, Jai, wonderful rider. It's good to have him back. It's good to have him back, but that was a no-no for me. It's good to have you back because you are the man that started the O-No segment. It was horrendous, but anyway, wonderful writer. (laughs) What about the love affair for Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawke since they've joined? It was like the – you didn't think that that those two um, lads would fall in love, but they have. Um, That was, of course, on the means test on Monday here on Giddy Up and Nick Foote. That caught your eye. Yeah, that was something that caught my eye. And it's not so much about what John O'Neill was saying and – He's got more skin in the game than anyone, so to be fair, can pretty much say what he wants. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, I don't think he can. <laughs> something that caught my eye from that clip was the digital team here, headed up by Hugh Fitzpatrick, decided to clip that up and run with it on social media. Anything inflammatory to try Correct. and get that clickbait, Gareth? You know how it I works. I can't wait till we clickbait you. Well, I don't know what there'll be much to clickbait about. I'll clickbait. Maybe this. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We need a take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, something that caught my eye was the way that Damien Lane actually responded to that. So he went into bat for his colleagues. Yeah, and Lane train can get really prickly sometimes. I, I didn't mind it. And his response was uh, he sort of quoted John O'Neill and said, should have won by a furlong, <laughs> slightly far-fetched. And I think as well it's um, it just shows how many jockeys actually do pay attention to the media because you look at that, it's collected up over 30 likes and a lot of them are current yeah. hoops as well. So people do watch what we say here on these shows and I thought it was just, you know, a good sign of Damien Lane, one of the senior guys going into bat. It got me thinking and what caught my eye is around, well, who are the big leaders in the jockey room around Australia? And I wanted you guys to come up and I have as well with just our little list of perhaps a little so how many leadership, leadership group. group. Well, it's, it's uh, I've, I've gone with five. I think Huey's gone with, yeah, five. with five. All oh, around okay. Australia. Well, I'd definitely put Damien Lane in because um, I'll give you an example with Laney. Now, Laney is a man, he's a man of few words in a way. He's, he's, he's not quiet, but um, he's not, he's not out there, if you know what I mean. Um, but he's got a lot of respect in the jockey's room. He's done a lot of great work um, and he's worked hard and come from, basically nowhere. He was, his father was a, a superstar and a very good trainer. He comes from a wonderful racing family in the West, but he had to come to um, Victoria and do it all on his own. And there was a famous story how he basically start with Darren Weir um, and uh, how he had to travel to all different parts of Victoria to get that kickstart with Weary. So he, he started from the bottom and worked his way up and then got the success so he's a hard worker. He knows what he wants. He's got so much self-belief, but he's a good person as well. And he looks after like Fred Kersley came across from Western Australia. So Laney had Fred live with him to look after him, to make sure he settles in. And he pulls up those young boys if they're doing some stuff wrong from time to time. Um, he knows when to have a good time and then he knows when to knuckle down to get the job done. So I would definitely have Laney in my Leadership group. Sounds like you having a standalone captain there. Yeah, is, it, <laughs> is it a one-man leadership group? Yeah. Yeah, well, I would I would think that people would follow Damien Lane. Um, I would put James McDonald in there because he is the GOAT. Um, yeah. And he's very good, I think, to, um, James with the younger jockeys as well. And when someone like James McDonald talks, everybody listens because he is the GOAT at the moment. Um, this might be a little bit controversial, but I'd definitely put Jamie Carr in. Mm-hmm. My male is she's terrific. Like all the young female jockeys coming through the, the riding ranks look up to her. Um, and she's very good. There was a shot of her at Mooney Valley 
walking the track with a few of the, the young apprentices the other day. So I think she... Is there long enough between indiscretions well, I think and so. earning your stripes yeah, back? I think so. I think sometimes when you've been and hit rock bottom in a way that you become a better leader. Like that. Um, so I'd put Jamie Carr there. Zach Purton. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Brad and Steve Parnham. Gone glo- glo- global, global and trending. Yeah, and Steve and Brad Parnham would be my co-captains in, in WA. I like Very that. Very good leaders. And Siggy Carr in Tasmania. Oh, the Siggy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She was good for us on Swoop Dog as well. She's a star, Ziggy Carr. And I'll tell you what, Ziggy Carr, she could like, um, Troy Baker's her partner and she definitely wears the boots in that relationship. So I think Ziggy Carr would, yeah, um, she'd be a fearful leader. Um, Mm. So yeah, they're my five. I like it. I went a little bit more of a logistical approach than anything. I I actually had Jane Mack for the same reasons. You, they're based in Sydney. I'd Willow leading the room in Victoria. Um, I think he just sets an example for the industry, yeah. doesn't he? Is he on too and nice off the to track, be a captain. I don't think so. I think I think he'd he'd be he'd be the supportive guy that'd bring yep. the young guys up, put his arm around them when they're coming into the room. I think you need a little bit of that. You yep. get balance elsewhere. He's got his runs on the board too. Yeah, my yeah, so my SA leader is Kayla Crowther. I think she, she's she's only twenty four, but it yeah. feels like she's she's a stalwart and been around yep. SA racing for some time now. She's well respected, proven on and off the track. I got Chris Parnham over in over in the mm. West. You're not happy with that? No, too quiet, Chrissy. Too, too quiet. Yeah. I, see, I don't think extroverts just ult- ultimately extroverts lead to your leaders. Yeah. You're one of the introverts that can have the mm. conversations too, lead through actions. I got him, and then I've got, you know, we're just focusing on these metro jockeys. I've got our mate Harry Coffey in there. He can be the yeah. conduit between the country and the. You know, the Metro jockeys that rock up to the Geelong meets in their $250,000 Mercs. I've got to go to a break before we get yours, Huey. I did have Harry Coffey. Um, but he, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but save, I don't mate. think Harry would want to be a captain, but you'd put him in your it's leadership in the, it's group. He's in the five. Yeah. All right. Hey, we'll take a break. We'll come back with plenty more. Um, we'll get Huey's leadership group in just a moment as well. But we've got a special guest coming up next here on Turner Foot. The worst strapper in the game at the moment. Um, so this will be a fascinating chat. Coming up next here on Giddy Up. This is Turn of Foot on this Wednesday morning. Hey, and now you've got Andrew the Curse, who is uh, strapping all your groom today. Tell us about his record as a strapper. Well, they told me it's 14 for 14 without having a win. I don't know if that's my fault or his, but uh, he also told me he was an accountant. But <laughs> I'll check that one. So we're trying to get rid of that curse for Andrew. Uh, mate, he'll be right. I'm not very superstitious. He's done a good job under a heavy supervision. Become my hero, Andrew Fraser. Um, the worst strapper in the game at the moment, but hopefully that can turn around. And I, I think his trainer was supportive of him in that interview with uh, Richo on, on racing.com for Rapid Racing on Friday. Andrew Fraser we're speaking of, who um, works for the Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. stable. And um, he hasn't had a great run to kick off his strapping career. As we say hello to you, Andrew. Good morning, mate. Morning, how are we? Good, thank you, mate. First of all, tell us your story, how you got into the racing industry. Uh, well, I've always sort of wondered what was going on the other side of the fence. Yeah. Um, and I I do an IT job nine to five, and then COVID came along, and I answered an ad to do a few mornings a week. So headed out to Caulfield and now Cranbourne, and... Um, yeah, I've just it was just a fast sort of a passion project really and yeah, it's been two and a half years now. Do you love it? Oh yeah, it's the it's 
tricky and it's hard, but yeah. it's the best fun I've, I've ever had. Yeah. So what, what's tricky and hard about it? Getting up at three twenty in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of working around in all the different conditions, but um, yeah, the team here, mate, they all do a great job here. So, um, no, it's fun. It's really yeah. good fun. Andrew, thanks for joining us, mate. First of all, I want to know: Are you a superstitious type of <laughs> operator? Is there anything that you're sort of uh, using at the moment to to break the to break the streak? Yeah, I, mean, I used to. Have, I've been wearing like my lucky red underpants and things like that, <laughs> and uh, nothing. Well, I've, I've nothing's got... paying off at the moment. So I think, yeah, after about 11 or 12 times, I sort of gave up on, on that. If you keep your hopes low. <laughs> well, I just had a little quick Google search before you came on, mate, just to give you some inspiration. The Native yeah. Americans use dream catchers over their beds, okay. so perhaps you could yep. implement that. Right. A four-leaf clover, obviously, they're pretty lucky. I'm not sure if any of those are around. And, uh, I'm not sure there's many of those in Cranberry. <laughs> and a rabbit's foot as well, I'm told, um, rubbing those in the There's plenty the of those in Cranberry. Yeah. So, so, Andrew, what happens there with um, – Pricey and Michael Kent Jr., they sit you down and think, mate, what's going on here? Or is it just like, do you have to say to them, um, you need to train the horses better or you haven't given me a great <laughs> opportunity with the horses no. going quick enough? Or do you blame the jockeys? How have you assessed your, the start of your journey here? Who are we blaming? Uh, I'd like to blame other people. But <laughs> I think it's, it's purely just being unlucky. And I've, I've, been able to strap in some good races with some good horses it's just and they finished second and third but just never saluted but um i would never blame pricey or junior they they know what's going on but um yeah I, I i can't put it down to anything other than just a bit of bad luck so mick said in the interview that you're an accountant by trade so is it might sack the strap and get get back on the computer or is you going to keep keep at it break this 0 and 14 uh, drought no, I was I was sort of after um, Friday and Grayson went down. I thought maybe this will open the door. Maybe I'll get a few more opportunities into a few good ones um, to finally break the duck. Mate, I'm uh, I'm hopeful this won't happen. We break the duck soon, but I'm hoping Mick doesn't put you up on English Digital um, for, <laughs> for someone to purchase because. Um, I bought a 14 start maiden off English digital and sent it to Mitch beer up in Aubrey and it's, it's gone pretty good since. So uh, apparently property's not too bad in Aubrey if that's, if that's an option for you, but hopefully we can get a win on the board, perhaps in town soon. Yeah. There's a um, drought breaker race in um, Swan Hill. So perhaps I'll go up there and try to uh, break my maiden there. I was going to say, how can we follow you? When's your, when's your next strapping duty? When, when can the SEN truck follow you? Let's turn Uh, this drought. I am not sure about that. Grey Song is back in work, so I assume that I'll be going with him next time, which will be in a week or so. Any chance, Price, you can throw you a bone and let you strap Jackano tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, I might be the first strapper to get thrown off a horse <laughs> instead of the jockeys. The owners might just give Price hearing and just give me the yeah. no thanks. And if you could just let us know as well, because they're not listed on the gear changes yeah. or anything like that. So if you yeah. just let us know if there's any others you're strapping that we might be tipping into today. In all, in all, yeah, the ultimate curse change. Yeah. In, in all seriousness, who's the best, like, who would be the best strapper in the Price and Kent Jr. team? Because I've talked to a few form experts along the journey and um, the strappers play an important part to make sure that the horse is nice and calm and ready to go as they parade before a race. Well, one of the boys here, Sonny, told me to mention him um, yeah. and talk about how good he is. And he's Jack and O's um, guy, so... You'll see him going around. Um, and we've got Trent, who sort of looks after I'm Thunderstruck. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so no, there's, there's plenty, and they all do they all do a really good job, as I said. So, so I'm, Sonny, I'm happy can, to sit back and watch them. Is Sonny a good mate? Uh, depends if he lends me Jack and I on Thursday or not. Yeah, it's sort of like Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins up forward. It's like Hawks having a yeah, bad day, right. and Camo go, well, Jeremy goes, mate, I'll, I'll let you have, like, you can have the forward line and, you know, look for him just to get his confidence up. Um, yeah, well, he... He can be on the right-hand side of the horse and I'll be on the left-hand side with the bib and we'll just, we'll fake it. Yeah, I love it. And just before we let you leave, mate, um, I think you guys are the unsung heroes of the game and we're talking about jockeys and um, when owners and owners, like if they win a race, they, they sleep in the jockey. My my philosophy on all of this is um, the jockey's going to love us when they get up after I say this, but I would sling, you sling like Andrew and, um, Sonny and the team that get up at three o'clock and they feed the horse. They they know your horse better than anyone. Um, if your horse is sick, they're the first one to treat them. Um, they give them a wash, they give them a drink, um, and they look after them like, like their their family. So, um, you guys are the unsung heroes. So if anyone out else is 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 listening um, this morning and, and they want to get involved in the game, um, how do you think you should go about it? And why should you take that leap of faith and and get into the game and do what uh, do what um, you did um, during COVID there, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, it is it is one of the best. It's the most fun you can have to be up close and personal. And you know, we laugh about me not being able to strap a winner, but I still get to work with some pretty yeah. good horses like Thunderstruck and Jackano and Elation. Um, it's the best fun if you can uh, get in touch with a with a stable, send an email, get the conversation going because. If you if you can and you're willing to learn, there's there's plenty of gigs out here. Love it, mate. Hey, you're a star in our eyes. You're a hero. You're our favourite strapper. We'll be following you um, like we f- we follow our favourite horse, Andrew. So we'll keep in contact. Let us know the yeah, next cool. time you're a, you're at the races strapping. You'll become the most famous strapper now in the game. Um, so yeah. we wish you the best of luck going forward. We appreciate your time and um, good luck to Sonny and Jack and I tomorrow because half the country will be on telly. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank All you right. so much, guys. Thanks, Thanks Andrew. Thanks, hey, so, Fraze, have you got a winner for us? What's the whisper around the stable? Uh, well, other than Jack, no. Yeah. Uh, back Sunfall each way this afternoon. All right, love it. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew <laughs> Fraser there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, Thanks mate. Oh, that's why we love this game. It's, How good's that? Yeah, I just star. respect anyone that can just, just go out and follow a passion like yep. that. You know, it's a pretty big career yeah. shift going from counting beans to getting up at 2 a.m. in the morning and strapping nags. Nah. Like, good on him. Good on him. Um, you should do that, Huey. Yeah, bloody oath. I don't think he's had a hard day working no, his life. I don't think working with you folks is as hard as it gets. <laughs> Tell you that much. We'll take a quick break on the other side of it. We'll, we'll find you a few winners. We're still going to get um, Huey's leadership group, but he did tell me off air and I'm – as captain of this ship, I don't you really sacked. want to embarrass him. <laughs> you sacked him. Yeah. <laughs> By revealing his, um, his leadership group. But he's a rookie, so you've got to give him a show um, and let him fall um, so he can get back up. But we'll um, have Huey's leadership group in just a moment as well. Plus, as I just mentioned, um, uh, footy's got plenty of winners for today's meetings, not tomorrow. That's right. It's going um, well too. Yeah. They'll turn a foot, footy's fill up. On fire. Mm. We'll take a break. This is Giddy Up and Turn a Foot on this Wednesday morning. 8.51, this is Turner Foot Gareth Hall with you here on uh, Giddy Up along with Nicholas Foot and Huey Fitzpatrick. Mitch Beer not far away, but before that, Huey, all right then, let us know your leadership group when it comes to the jockeys. I'm already two back before I've even said it. So a few of you have snaked mine. So I've got Willow, old head, runs on the board. He yep. gets in there. J-Mac, the goat, has a bit about him. Jamie Carr looks after the young female jockeys. 
Yes. And organise the end of year celebration. Oh. Buckets more. So you guys didn't mention buckets. He's just no. an absolute nutcase on Twitter. Goes in a bat for his I don't know if you can have a leader who's, um, I love D more, but he's a little bit too um, unpredictable on social media. Yeah. Well, that's he's what like, you need. No, I don't know. If, you can't, your leadership can't all you be, have you never, know, white collar, you know, good operators. Yeah. We need, right, we need someone a bit rene- of Renegades amongst leadership mm. groups are dangerous territory, I would have thought, Like Huey. your Bruzzy Maynards, he might be Collingwood's next captain. He gets in, he's a bit buckets more about Bruzzy. No, I've never seen Brandon Maynard. Um, get on social media and do what D Moore does. Yeah, but they don't really. Care. I love D Moore, by the way. Well, buckets is in there, and then yep. yep, coffee's in there. Good country lad, riding bloody well at the moment. He's getting on a few good gallons, yes. so coffee can get in there. All right then. So that's your leadership group. Yeah, that's my leadership. Well group. done, well done, Huey. Stuff, um, Huey. Sensational stuff. We'll take a break on the other side of it here on Turn of Foot on Giddy Up. Um, we'll be catching up with our great mate Mitchell Beer. This is Giddy Up and Turn of Foot, Gareth Hall, Nick Foot, and also Huey Fitzpatrick with you. 0499 736 736 to join our conversation. Any text messages there, Huey? There's a text message for footy. Is it, is it true Nick Foot was spotted at the Augusta National of Australia this week? I heard he had more strokes than Mitchell Beers had KFC Nuggets. Can you confirm that, footy? Well, if Beery's had about 105 nuggets in his life, we're yes. about right. <laughs> now, now, we just did our leadership group amongst the jockeys. So if you had to have a leadership group of five in the jockey ranks, who would they be? Let us know. 0499736736. You, you got a prize? Yeah, we'll throw in a slab of Brickland, eh? All right, then. Maybe two. Yeah, bloody two hell. Two slabs. Our great mates. Yep, yeah, our great, great mates, mates there. Where can we find? Brickland. At yeah. Brickland on Twitter. Beautiful. We'll give him a plug on our Twitter as well. Mitchie Beer's a star and he joins us now. I tell you what, he's got a wonderful golf swing that I saw on social media. G'day, Mitchie. Morning, lads. I'll tell you, uh, firstly, just a correction on some earlier comments. Cassie do terrible nuggets. So oh, if okay. Nick Foote has shot lower than he, he's probably gone round in about three under because <laughs> if you go on a KFC to get nuggets, you need your head red. <laughs> Is it, who's got better chips? This was a debate on Twitter I saw the other day. Red Rooster or KFC? Oh, I reckon I reckon KFC's got way way better chips, but uh, oh, you can't go past a Hungry Jack's burger. They okay. absolutely uh, lead the way and have harshly underrated. McDonald's, we're great friends at McDonald's. They support us. I think they're the best um, fast food chain that I've ever come across. So, um, hey, Mitch, I've got a question for you. I've only got about a minute before the news before we come back, but. Jet Stanley, you've been a wonderful football coach there. Um, he's riding winners for fun. He's even doing his own washing. Yeah, we've got to keep him. He's riding. He's, he's going good, but uh, he's got to keep him level. He's, he's not only doing his own washing, but doing mine. Um, he uh, he lives with me, the young fella, and um, uh, I'm trying to educate him not to be me in 15 years from now. Um, so I'm getting him to cook and getting him to clean and, you know, not for my own benefit at all, but, yeah. um, he's coming a long way. The young fellow, I'm, I'm wrapped with him and he's absolutely dominating on the track. Now that is sensational to see. So you should be so proud as a father figure and a, a mentor as he's master these days. We'll take the news. You can go and get yourself a, a, an espresso or a cup of tea. Um, a Whopper, a Whopper Junior. Yeah, a Whopper Junior. <laughs> Nicholas Foote's got some wonderful oh. questions for you coming up straight after the news. Um, so don't go anywhere. This is Giddy Up and Turn of Foot, Gareth Hall, Nick Foote, Huey Fitzpatrick, along with our great mate, Mitchell Beer.
Um, and he'll join us once again after this nine o'clock news. Turn a foot on Giddy Up. We've extended it once again. Mitchell Beer is our special guest, along with Nicholas Foot and Huey Fitzpatrick, my regulars here on Turn a Foot on this Wednesday. And Nick, you're excited to ask um, your great mate Mitch Beer a few questions. Uh, I am, and time evaporates with Beer. He gives you we we call for five minutes and end up on the phone for an hour. So he's he's grinding up there at Albury. But do you love Sultan? Happy birthday to Sultan or Mitch Moore? Sultan is 34 today. My my great mate at two units. So happy birthday! Has he found love yet or anything like that? Oh, I think he goes okay. I okay. think he's got. I think he's. Yeah, he's got. An You're an exclusive for us. <laughs> no, I, was, I, I got a bit tongue. I got a bit tongue tied yeah, yeah, there. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll get him on and ask, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but really, what everyone's listening for, Beery, you know, you've got Boss and Maccabi Diva. You got the Nolans and Caviars, the Bowmans and the Winks. But the real, the real reunion is tomorrow when my bold boy and Jason Lyon go around at Wagga in race two in the. Uh, in the 1,000 metre scamper there. How's uh, how's Team Beer and Two Units looking, mate? Oh, mate, we're back. We're back. It's, it's going to be a big week for the uh, the uh, time-honoured uh, Wagga, Wagga scamper, or the Wagga Wigs, as some call it. Um, yeah, the, the big fella's going back. Australia's fastest way back, my bold boy. Uh, and great to have uh, Jason a.k.a. the bull lion, uh, back in the saddle. He's been over at Damien Lane's wedding. He's had a couple of busted ribs. So uh, he's going in there. At, he's going in. With, a busted, as, uh, with as, a busted ribs, did that occur at the wedding or was this track riding related? No, nah, it occurred on one of my two-year-olds that put him through a fence. Uh, so uh, definitely owe him a few rides on the comeback trail. <laughs> I don't know. If he, I thought they called him a different nickname, Jason. Grasshopper. The grasshopper. But, he's, but he's the, he calls everyone Bull. Oh, so we've okay. just started calling him yep. Bull. Hey, you head to the Sapphire Coast this week as well, Mitchie. Any winners? One of the greatest racing carnivals in Australasia, the Sapphire Coast Carnival. Yes. Uh, so we're taking a truckload over there. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I'll tell you what, if, if big Buzz and Joe, uh, draws a, uh, draws a barrier, um, on the Sunday, he'll be hard to beat. And also taking hardware lane over for the, uh, open 1200 meter sprint. He was really good first up at Warwick Farm. He's had a bit of a freshen up. So, um, he'd be very, very hard to beat over at the Sapphire coast. And if we want to get into your stable, because the sale period is quickly approaching, how do we do that, Mitchie? Uh, you just uh, get in touch with Steph, jump on the website or shoot me a text or, um, yeah, just uh, in any, any way at all. We've, we put a lovely deep field up at the, at the Magic Millions and yeah. uh, thank God for us and Jerry Harvey. Uh, she's been very popular and we've sold about 90% in her because uh, I'm breathing a, a bigger size relief as uh, Jerry has that uh, she'll be paid for in the next couple of months. Do you want to give your number out there? Beery, so we can get in contact. <laughs> I might just leave your email, I reckon, yeah. Beery, with the demographic um, listening to this show. 1 800 BM 58. That's 1 800 BM 58. Now, I would extend this chat, but um, your great mate Nick Foote needs to go to umpire training. I think he's. I'm um, pretty sure you guys just get me on this show uh, once every three weeks to put me on hold for 14 minutes. <laughs> I don't know about that. Do you like our ads? <laughs> Do you like SEN's ads? I just, just if you if you want, that's a great marketing point. It's like we want to direct consumer marketing. Just get ring someone as a guest, put them on hold for eighteen minutes, and then dump them. Yeah, it's a, I know, but you, you're and I don't want to hurt, you, like get you upset with this because I know you you bet fair. Who else? Um, um, every other media organisation uses your services these days, so you're very popular. 
You're a bit like that bloke off of YouTube. Who's that? Jordan Peter? Is it Jordan Peterson? The uh... oh, steady on. No, he's he's educated. <laughs> yeah, he's educated. I'm the Jordan Peterson that dropped out of Nidri Secondary College yeah. in Year Nine. <laughs> Love your work, Barry. Hey, do you have a winner for us, Footy? Before we say goodbye. Yeah, I do. I've got a couple of winners. You know, want me to shoot through them now? Yeah, Barry just needs me. to write them down while you. Oh yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. cut me off now. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, we'll uh, at least you, we'll get you some some return on investment here. But uh, yeah, my best is Race Three Packham Dancing in the Dark, which is actually the best Bruce Springsteen song. Oh, okay. uh, Gareth, you get to get rid of Born to Run. Uh, just the two two career starts, but but looks a mare that's ready to break a maiden. She jumped a dollar seventy last start. Complete forgive run. I, I think she'll be winning today. Uh, this is at Packham. Sorry, race seven at Packenham, warm smile. And this is short of a best. She was a last start winner over 2,000 at Newmarket, but two nice jump outs. Uh, Maren Eustace Polish, she's around $3.80, and I think she'll be winning. I think she's up against uh, Sunfall, actually, which is uh, means she'll win there because she's got the uh, the strapper against her. Um, <laughs> Warnable race seven, uh, heading down to the bull. Number five, it's kind of magic. And it's a nice little benchmark 64 down there on a Wednesday, but I like this horse formerly with Brent Stanley um, and now having her first run for Tom Dabernig, um, who dominates down there at the bull. Few big things in her favour. Two winning jump outs over 800. Showed great gate speed and, and was ridden with intent. And you're getting five bucks about it's kind of magic. Boom. So yeah, You're happy with that, Barry? Was that well done? No wonder he gets paid a fortune to this show because yeah. I wasn't even going to have a bet today. And I'm that up and about... After listening to a minute and twelve seconds of that, just multi them. Usually, I get about five minutes, yeah. Beery, but the the ads yeah. and the pre-records have killed me today. All so. right, lads, I'm running out of time. Hey, Mitchie, go and dominate the Sapphire Coast. We might join you next year. If that's see okay. you, legend. See ya. There's the great Mitchie Beery. Hey, Beery. enjoy North Melbourne training today. I can't wait. Yeah, I'll um, I'll I'll see you next week. Oh, I won't see you next week. I'm in New Zealand. Yep. All right, then enjoy New Zealand yeah. and um, Fitzy, great stuff. Cheers, well done. Boys. There we go, Huey. Um, and we'll have all of our content here on your social media platforms. You run the SEN Track I'll get Digital, to work. Um, um, all the digital work, and all of our social media platforms: TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. We've got it all. We've got it all. We need to take a break. Bag of tips coming up next. Thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals here on Giddy Up.